Welcome to Living in the Overflow, episode 3 of 2024. I'm your host, Jameer Waters. Today's episode is called Moldy Miracles. Today we're going to be speaking to dead things. Today we're going to be speaking to things in your life, spiritually, that have been dead for quite a while, your relationship with God, maybe your deeper connection with him. Maybe some of you are leaders, maybe your church has grown smaller and smaller and your faith in your church is depleted or you've grown lukewarm. Today is the day, moldy miracles, miracles that were once holy and set apart, but have grown cold moldy and infected by the sins of this world. Today, we discard the moldy miracles of the past to bring them back to life and walking in brilliancy of God's light. Today's episode, Moldy Miracles with Jameer Waters. God's not done with you yet. I love you guys and we're about to dig in. See you on Living in the Overflow, episode three of season four. Love you guys. Cue intro. What God's going to point Jameer, you or something else. Everybody loves Jameer. Isn't he amazing? I tell you, I'm not trying to put him on the spot, but he, you are amazing. He's an incredible minister, too, and on top of everything else. He can preach. You know, you think you're an evangelist, but you're called to be a prophet like me. God put his hand on you as a baby. He marked you. That's why your life had this very unusual path. Because you separate, you belong, you're a personal property of the Almighty God. Do you understand? I'm calling this young man to raise a generation in purity. What's the name of your podcast? Living in the Overflow. Well, we'll check it out sometime, all right? All right. Welcome to the third episode of 2024. It's good to see you, hear you all, and know your presence is near. Um, today we're going to be diving in the Word. I'm going to try to make this a 10 to 15, 20 minute episode. Hopefully this doesn't turn into a 30 minute sermon. Um, we're going to go to... We're going to go to Matthew, I believe. Okay. This is, no, we're going to John 11, verse 32. Okay, this is a very sermon-like format, but this is, there's very openness to this. Uh, first of all, to everyone listening, I want to welcome you to Living in the Overflow. Living in the Overflow podcast, where we exist to have meaningful talks, conversations, sermons that shake you, uh, convict you, and confront uh, your faith, test you, and uh, help you grow into a deeper spirituality, and making the decision every day to continue flowing to the point of overflow to let others around you know that you are loved by God, a child of God, and you fear God. And the enemy hates you and hates what you're doing. Um, today's episode is 
going to be a good one. So I just wanted to introduce everyone. Let's get to it. Verse 32. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she said, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had only been here earlier, my brother wouldn't be dead. This is referring to Mary, the brother, the sister of Lazarus. She was heartbroken that her brother had been sick for so long. And after so long of a fight, he passed. They even told Jesus he was getting worse. And they told him to come fix it. But he he never showed up. He was late. He didn't show up when they thought they needed him. They didn't show they didn't show up when they had to start taking a new anxiety pill. They didn't show up. He didn't show up when you how how deep can we go? I want to live in a brilliantly bright life to where everything's in front of God's eyes. How deep can we go? For some of you, you're like, why didn't God show up when I was hurt? When that relationship went south, when the abuse started, why didn't God show up when when I hurt myself? Why didn't God show up when my father wasn't there? Why didn't God show up when I wanted him to show, when I think I need him to show up? When Mary arrived, she fell at his feet and said, if you had only been here sooner, he wouldn't have been dead if you would have just been here. Jesus Jesus saw her weeping, verse 33, and said, and saw the other people waiting, and with deep anger welled up within him, he said, Where have you put him? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna point that out. When you are when you are running to God, confronting him with this problem, why weren't you here? Why weren't you there? He's so busy on fixing it that you are still dwelling on its current state. He's he's already in the future, so he already sees it in the in the future tense, and you're seeing it from the past tense. So you're saying you're you're saying why why weren't you there? And he's saying I'm here now. Where is he? Take me to the problem. And Jesus gets to the problem and he said let me let me see where let me see where Lazarus is at and and uh Jesus went to the tomb and some said he could heal the blind man but he couldn't couldn't he have helped Lazarus from dying verse 37 and at this point at this point all hope is lost See, in Jewish tradition, past the third day, it is considered impossible for anyone to come back, for any signs of life to be enabled. I just, this is the time scientifically when rigor mortis starts setting in and the bone becomes softer and the flesh begins to swell and 
the body begins to have an odor. The body begins to have an odor. The organs start to eat themselves. The bacteria takes over. There's no hope. It's the definition of death. And some of you, that's where you are. You're to the point where you don't know how to continue. And I, I came to you on this cold February night at the time of this recording to tell you Jesus said one thing to them grieving. Roll the stone aside. Roll the stone aside. But then Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, it's been four days. The smell will be terrible. God, I don't know what you're doing, but it's uncomfortable. It's unsettling. You're, you're moving me in a position of obscurity and of dis diseasement. You're, you're, you're causing me to be in a situation that society would consider strange or obscene or strange or obstruct. But you're calling me to a standard that I've not yet seen. And I don't know how to cooperate with the unseen because I'm seeing what's really being seen. What I'm trying to say in all this fancy mumbo jumbo is that even in all the diseasement of everything going around, the people around are still to the point where they still believe this is impossible. And I'm here to tell you it is impossible. But the only reason the only reason that this is about to change is because you're adding an you're adding the God of the impossible to the situation. See, that's your that that's the problem we face in society. When the problem comes crumbling down, we let it deconstruct itself to the point of no return. And sometimes we still don't even call on God. But if we would just turn to him, he's willing to do the impossible if you step. If you step back. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe. So they rolled the stone aside and Jesus said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You will always hear me. And for these people's sake standing here, I believe you sent me. And then Jesus said, wait, 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 wait. Ooh, 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 ooh. Then Jesus said something. I'm going to refer back to another story in the Bible. And we're not going to do, you can find verses and context. We're going to the story of the man at the well. Who had been sitting there for months, years, pondering, lame, just waiting to get to what he thinks is his healing. What he, what he thinks. And these stories are connected. Now I'm about to land this, this plane really, really, really amazingly, I think. He gets to the man and he says, who's been sitting there for years, he says, get this, 
He says, do you want to be whole? The man who's been trying to get to this supposed healing water for, for years and years. And he can't. He hasn't. Therefore, he doesn't have faith in God to do the impossible. Oh, wow. I'm about to land this so good. Okay. So, Jesus says, do you want to be made whole? And he immediately jumps back to the problem. When the, when the solution, when the solution, when the answer gives a solution and the problem refers back to itself. That's, that's what I would call this story. That's exactly what it is. In that instance, the layman says, I've tried everything. I, I've tried to, to be at the edge of the water just so, just so when the times are refreshing come, I can just jump in. Just when the, the, the bubbling starts, I can jump in the water. I can, I can finally feel it. My church can finally be alive. I can use this hashtag on social media and we'll get trending and people will come to our church and we can finally pay off our debt. And if I, and if I make this post on Facebook or tell this person to come, they'll bring their family and then everything will just fall into play. Even without having God in the equation, it'll somehow work itself out for God's favor. Or, or some of you, it's maybe if I just, why am I still depressed? I know I haven't added God to the equation. And this is what you sound like. The man at the lane with the healer in front of him. And he's still referring back to why he can't be healed. Hear me. This is this, almost the same story from the sister's perspective and from the lame man's perspective. The lame man says, I can't get in the water. And the sister says, why wasn't it the third day? I'm here to tell you, it's a fourth day miracle. I'm here to tell you, it's time for you to get up. Just like the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. Just like the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. God is reaching out, and I'm here to tell you, Bethesda's in the room. Bethesda is in the room, where the pool was. Hey, Bethesda is walking into your situation. Bethesda is walking into your marriage. Bethesda, because you're stepping out on the impossible. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Because then Jesus tells him to do this. He tells him to walk. Now, to our knowledge, he says, pick up your mat and walk. To our knowledge, we see the lame man as this, a man who has never walked. Or a man who's been injured for so long, he doesn't have the remembrance of how to walk. So he's telling him to do something that's not in his own strength. My God Almighty. He's telling him to do something in his their own strength. Get this. He's telling them... Because he, the reason why you're listening to this message is not because it's in your strength. It's because it's only in his strength that you're still standing here today. It's because in his strength that you're, you haven't put a bullet through your head. It's because of his strength. It's in his power, not yours. So hear me, let's add him to the equation and let's see what happens. I'm, I'm not even preaching. I'm just talking and I'm really happy. It's a it's a preachy talking message today. Okay, so then after that, 
let's let's hop back. So guess what? He gets up. The lame man at the pool of Bethesda. He gets up. I'm reaching somebody right now. And he does the impossible. Not because he did it. Or not because he did something. But because Jesus spoke. Guess what? Only because Jesus spoke, he was able to walk. He didn't walk on the natural. He walked on a word. He walked on a word. And that's the whole point of this message. The whole point of God being able to turn a situation, not because your words, not because your actions, not even sometimes because of his actions, but because of his words. And when you align his words with your patterns and your actions and your actions with his words and his words with your words, miracles take place. When your actions line up with his words, supernatural things happen. Death to life happens. When you say, when, when, you, when you repent to God, the supernatural happens and you become saved. Uh, when, when you're sick and you're depressed and you're anxious and you pray and God helps you be delivered from those things, it's because of his word, not yours. Okay, so I'm landing. I'm landing. I'm trying to land real quick. I'm trying to land. Okay. Then Jesus, then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. Notice this. He didn't go in there and lay hands on Lazarus. He didn't lay hands on Lazarus. He didn't even touch him. He shouted. Here's some of your problems. Some of you are trying to touch things you shouldn't be touching. And some of you aren't shouting to what you should be shouting to. Some of you aren't shouting to what you should be shouting to. My God almighty. That If I was behind a pulpit, I'd need an organ for that. Some of you are touching things you shouldn't be touching. Whether that's in a relationship, whether that's spiritually, that's mentally, that's financially, whatever, touching idols, whatever that is, you're touching things you shouldn't be touching to. Or get this, you're whispering to something you should be shouting to. And then the dead man came out of the grave that day, not because of his power. Not because of the dead man's power. This is not your power. This is because his word. And some of you are saying, and I have friends like this, and I'm speaking to you, and I'm speaking to whoever's listening, and I'm pleading, and I'm begging with you. It really doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense that you, you've been, that I'm saying that you've been battling depression and suicidal thoughts for four years. But I'm saying Jesus can take it away in an instant. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you've been in a broken marriage for 10 years. But God's going to make it the most fruitful marriage you've ever seen. It doesn't. If you're here for sense, go ahead and leave. Okay. Now that they're gone. It doesn't make sense that you've been battling cancer for 7 years. But it's you're about to end your chemo treatments next month. Okay. It doesn't make sense. But if you stand on his word. 
But if you stand on his word, I walk by faith and not by sight. Hey, I'm above and not beneath. By his stripes, I am healed. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How countless are his thoughts about me. I will exalt his holy name. When you start speaking those things over your life, that's when dead things come back to life. That's when dead fruit starts breathing again. That's when bacteria that was taking over your spiritual fruit and causing you to speak certain ways and talk certain ways and act certain ways. That's when you walk in the hallway in your school and people just smell something different about you because the glory that God's put on you. That's when, that's when miracles take place. That's when family members that have been hurting to, to forgive you or for you to forgive them call you and say, I just want to apologize or thank you. I love you. I need you in my life. I need your, your touch, your compassion because Christ is living exalted in you. Because get this, you're operating out of words and not walk. 2024 is a word year. Word, then walk. Word, then walk. Word happens, which intertwines the supernatural with the natural and supernaturally makes the walking happen. And I'll leave you with that to chew. I've left you with a lot to chew. That God really can turn this situation around. That revival can come to your school. That 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 your unsaved family member, your unsaved friend, your sat the Satanist you see you see uh, in your classroom. The person who thinks they're the opposite gender than what God gave them can be saved. The, the person who has been battling pornography for 10 years can be free because of this message. Words, then walk. Words, then walk. I'm prophesying and I'm preaching to somebody. It may take three months, but you're about to be free. It's about to be a step-by-step -step process. I can see as the man, ooh, I can see as the man is standing up from the lame walking. Hey, he's struggling to stand. And as he's struggling to stand, it's getting steadier and steadier by the second. Better and better at every moment. More vibrant. I, I, I can see Lazarus. As soon as Jesus said the word, I can see his eyes open then a heartbeat, then a breath, then a move, then a stretch, then a gasp, then a sound, then a blink, then an inhale of the nostrils, then the tingling of the feet, the pumping of the heart, a breath and a lung, step by step. Glory to glory, faith to faith, is what you'll walk in. If you'll walk by words, before you walk by natural. Thank you for listening to this episode. I want to pray for you.
because I really believe this, this message has touched so many lives. And, and I know there's somebody, I, I can see it, there's somebody here who's really been struggling with these thoughts. Really been struggling with how I'm going to be set free. And no, I'm not going to be all preacher on you and say it's going to make sense. Because it, it still hasn't made sense to me. But it's because he loves us. It's because it never fails. That he loves us. That he loves you. He loves you so much. Not that just he only sent his son. That he would let all of the world crumble and the universe in itself collapse before he would take back anything that he said about you. Every promise he made for you. Every goal he set for you. Every characteristic he gave you. Everything about you. Everything he said about you will stand. Knowing that he loves you. So I'm going to pray. And this is going to be a really unorthodox prayer. Meaning an untraditional prayer. And I just want you to pray it with me. And then I'm going to get you out of here. Lord Jesus. I want you to repeat after me. Lord Jesus. hurting and I know you know that I'm hurting and I've come to say that I love you and I'm gonna walk and talk knowing that you love me. I yield myself to you. I give myself to you. Surrendered. To live a life pure like your son. Accepting the sacrifice he gave. As my internal inheritance. Lord Jesus. I'm not asking for something simple. I'm asking from old to new. Death to life. Closed to open. Stale to fresh. Moldy to fruitful. And I'm willing to take it day by day to look more like you. I surrender my life to you. Lord Jesus, change me. Transform me. Renew me. I'm yours. And from this day forward, I will love you with everything I have. Guide me and speak to me.
with your precious Holy Spirit, with your gift of yourself. Amen. Watch what happens in three days. Watch what happens in four days. Watch what happens in five days. Watch what happens when you start applying the promises in this book. When you start flipping through these pages and the words start flying off into your mind. Watch what God does when you accept him as your very own. While living in the overflow. Love you guys.